Hello, welcome to another Mind Your Business interview. Tonight we will be talking with April Skinner. She is a author and she loves to write a little bit of everything. April has written a lot of Christian books as well as fantasies. April loves spending time with family and friends. Also, she has a little dog that she cherishes. April loves to write and be creative, but most of all, April's foundation is built on her love for the Lord. Tonight we'll be talking to April about what led her to writing and her faith in Christ. Thank you for joining us tonight. And now we welcome April Skinner. Hi guys. April How are you? How are you? Okay. Can you hear me pretty good? I, I sound a little staticky. You All sound right. great. All right, cool. Good, good, good to see you. So go ahead, April, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and, and where, you, where you're from and, and what you do. Well, my name is April Skinner, Christian author and writer. <laughs> and um, I'm from Arkansas, from a little bitty town. And um, uh, I just uh, recently, uh, I have been writing for many years, but I've just recently started to get my stuff published. So um, it's been quite a journey. Um, I worked on my book, Can You Keep a Secret, for over two years. And um, I, I put my blood, sweat, and tears in that one, and that's my bio. Okay. So uh, that does not really fall under a Christian book because it had some of my journal pages in it. And um, when I would get angry, I would say some things that I regretted, but it's still a part of my story. So, but it showed how God was calling me the whole time. And um, one day in 2013, God told me through a TV show, he says, you're going to write a book one day you are and it just kind of stuck with me like uh, maybe that's me and so that's kind of how my journey began and um i have several books here with me if you guys want to see some of them yeah, we definitely want to talk about that. I want to first find out, you know, you said you wrote and you would write down things out of anger. What what was the cause of your anger and, and how did you get through that? Um, it took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of prayer and um, I really had to focus on Jesus in my life. I had to give him, I had to bring my anger to him every day. I mean, there would be some days that I would be so mad. I would just be ready to explode onto people. And, um, you know, it just every day, I remember one of these people in particular, I just, I, I hated them for some reason. And um, I just would pray every day that God would take that hate away out of my heart. And until this day, I don't hate them. So. But that's how it worked for me. I just uh, prayed the hate away. Yeah. Was Were you just well, angry? Did you have... Um, I'm going to take this out because it's sounding bad over here. So let's see. Give me just a second. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So um, 
as far as your anger, I want to know a little bit more because there's a lot of young people out here that are dealing with anger that, and sometimes they don't know where that anger comes from. And so was it something that led to the anger? Were you just an angry person? And I mean, uh, what, what made you feel that way? Well, it's very personal story, but I'll, okay. it's in my book. Can you keep a secret? But, um, okay. You don't have to was, share what you don't want to share. If you can just give us a little bit of, <laughs> you know, just somebody out there might be able to relate and understand, might help them to understand what to do. Okay. Well, um, I used to have a ministry and I did exactly what God, you know, was calling me to do. And um, I felt in my heart that I was always doing the right thing. And, uh, one day uh, a terrible thing happened and uh, I had to I had to work through that every day and that's in my book so if you want to know about it it's in my book okay. and uh, it is just a crazy bizarre thing that happened to me and my family and um, unfortunately I had to go through it and so did my family but I made it on the other side and uh, I still continue to serve the Lord no matter what to the best of my ability <laughs> by my writing that's how I serve the Lord I write Absolutely. so when did you come to have a relationship with the Lord what led you to Christ um well as a kid I really didn't know a lot about Jesus um I was kind of raised and brought up in some weird way to be a Jehovah's Witness and no offense to any Jehovah's Witnesses it's just I wasn't I didn't grow up in a church you know per se um, but I was I heard a lot of the rules and it was just all very confusing to me mm -hmm. and um, one day uh, I met this preacher um, I was about 12 years old and he was a church of Christ preacher and he befriended me and at the time I didn't have any friends except for one to speak of and she was a lot younger than me and she didn't really know what I was going through at the time so I made friends with this preacher and he told me about Jesus and um and then not too long after that I met my husband and my husband um, asked me if I knew what it was to be saved. And I told him, no, I didn't know what it was to be saved. And uh, anyways, um, he told he told me, if you confess your sins to the Lord, you'll be saved. So um, that night I waited and I confessed all these sins that I had at 14. And I was just crying and crying and that was kind of the night that I let Jesus into my heart, but I didn't fully understand him. It took many years to read and learn and grow. And so it took a while and I'm still, I'm still learning. Obviously I'm still learning and growing. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you for sharing that part of it, because a lot of times people think when you're in the ministry, it's something that just 
comes natural to you and that when your faith is strong, it's just something that you've had all along. And sometimes we have to grow into the faith. And sometimes the things that we go through bring us to a place that God can really use us. And so I'm grateful that you were able to allow others to speak into your life and teach you about Jesus, even though you, and at a young age, you were interested in knowing more. You were seeking out something and, and sometimes young people seek the wrong thing, but you were, you were seeking Christ. And so that is a beautiful thing. And you can just tell through your spirit that you wanted to know yeah. more about him. I remember just, reading your post and looking through your stories and, and looking at just how your life is and the way you talk, you just come across like a very sweet, sweet spiritual person. And like you said, learning is something that we will continuously do. So as far as your writing goes, is, is um, when did you write your first book? I'm sorry, excuse me. That's okay. You I said, when did you write your first book? Um, well, when I was a kid, I wrote kids' books all the time, but my first book was my, uh, uh, my, one of my first books was my bio. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, put it can over a little a bit. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And, and that's a lighter on it. Um, it was one of, actually, my, one of my first books was, my Brave Little Soldier, which um, was a children's book, and it was about my son. Unfortunately, um, when my son was four years old, a family member had ran his foot over with a lawnmower, and he lost most of his foot. And so um, every day, he was in the hospital for over three months. I would write this book and sit on his bed and just try to cheer him up to the best of my ability. And so we, he just knew that it would get published one day. And I did um, all the artwork. I'm just going to show you a little. Oh, wow. Come over a little yeah, bit. Go over. Oh, wow. That's nice. You are a really good artist. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Aww, what's so your son's name? Daniel, and it's about Daniel getting, you know, he was at Children's Hospital, and it starts out, well, he's in a helicopter on the way to the hospital. Um, so that was one of my first books I ever wrote. And um, um, what I was going to tell you is that there in my book, Can You Keep a Secret, there's a lot of uh, spiritual experiences in there. And I had, re not, not that long ago, I wrote a book called Heaven, and I painted the picture on the front. I don't know if you can really see yeah, that. I can see it. Can. Wow, that is beautiful. And so that's my book called Heaven. And it's just kind of a teaser to can you keep a secret because can you keep a secret goes into more detail about my spiritual experiences and how I seen Jesus. So, you know, that <laughs> I don't, I don't tell, I just don't go out and tell everybody that. So I write about it. Mm -hmm. That's how I tell people about Jesus. Yeah. That's beautiful. You've got, how many books do you have all together? You've got quite a few. Tell everybody how many you've got. 
I have, I think I got 25 books published and I have 16 journals published and it's, and I put a lot of my paintings that I painted as the cover for them, or I just designed my own covers with um, Bible verses or just something that was an inspirational quote. So I thought that would be um, good for people. I have an example of one of my journals. I can get to it. And this one is called My Path. And I painted the picture. And you can see the tree on the back. But okay. that's just an example of one of my journals. Now, how does the journal have written in? Or is it something that others can use to write in? No, you, you write in it. You write okay. in it. So you write your own thoughts and ideas in it. And okay. it's just, a, it's got one personalized page where you fill it out and say that it's your journal and who it belongs to. Okay. So. And where can you find that, those journals at? Are those on Amazon or are they in bookstores? Where are they at? They are all on Amazon currently. I'm trying to make a deal with uh, one of my local Christian bookstores, but everything is slow, you know, and it takes a process. Yeah. So. yeah. so do you have a website or anything or anywhere that people can contact you to find out more or if they're interested in maybe even publishing you? It might be a publisher out there that is looking at bringing your books into other bookstores. Um, you can contact me on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel and I have my Facebook, but currently it's about filled up, but I can, I think I can still get messages on my Facebook. Okay. Um, and then I have Twitter as well. Okay. Yeah. Social media so, is really good at marketing and branding yourself now and, and being able to reach more people. So that's a, a really good thing. So as far as the state we're in right now with COVID and everything going on, how has that changed your writing or has it changed your writing? And, and how do you look at things now with, with the way the world is? Um, well, actually it kind of, it motivated a lot of my books actually. It really did um, because I knew myself there was times when I felt so afraid and I was afraid. How am I going to pay the rent? How am I going to pay my electric bill? What's going to happen? Am I going to end up homeless? You know, those were the thoughts that were running through my mind. And for many, many other people that's still running through their minds and hearts, you know, how are we going to be able to do this? But I just put my trust and my faith in God and I try to do what he's telling me to do. And I felt strongly that I was supposed to write and to reach out to other people and feed his sheep. So, and I was told, lead, not direct. <laughs> so, yeah, say that yeah. again. What you just said, say that again. Uh, God told me to lead and not direct. That's good. You know, a lot of times people don't know how to just lead. And I always tell my children, you have to lead by example. If you want someone right. to be able to follow you, you have to be able to show them the right way. And so that's beautiful. That's a beautiful testimony. And you just you just have the one son. 
No, <laughs> I have four kids. Oh, okay. How old is your is your, is Daniel? How old is he now? Uh, Daniel's eighteen, and my oldest wow. is nineteen. And I had her when I was just fifteen years old. I had Daniel when I was seventeen. Um, and right after I had my son, kind of everything that could go wrong in my life started going wrong. And so I went through many trials, but I learned through many trials, you know, it creates patience in you. And, um, you know, I just persevered and God will reward me one day for all my perseverance. And that's what I believe. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, and I, I know he'll Lord, do the same for everybody. Yes, I'm just thankful to have you telling this your testimony today because I've mentored a, a lot of young girls, and you know they've had different situations and everything, and sometimes they don't have people that have been in their situation exactly or whatever to speak to that, and. I know of one particular young lady that I worked with that had a lot of things that she was dealing with and coping with, and she had lost her mother and it was really hard for her, you know? And so then she, she wanted to do some things in her life that she thought she was going to be able to, but she ended up getting pregnant and she had a baby. And, you know, at that point in time, she realized that there was some things that she needed to do differently. And she is a sweet girl and she's really hardworking, hardworking mother. And yeah. um, a couple of weeks ago, she sent me a message and told me about this card that I had wrote her when her baby was born. And she said she carries it with her every day. And so just hearing your story was so inspirational. It reminded me of her and her journey. And I just want her to know, you know, if she's watching this, that God can do anything. He can turn things around no matter how bad your situation is, no matter how dark you think it is, he's going to always work it out and make you better. And so I just, I just thank you for, allowing others into your life to to be able to tell them that it's okay you know whatever is hard but you write about it or you find some kind of outlet to be able to express yourself and god will make a way for you so thank you yeah. for that i feel like god is just pushing me every step of the way because i went from being um not social to he's just putting me front and center saying you know you're gonna do this so I'm not arguing. <laughs> yeah, he'll move you out of your comfort zone. He will definitely stretch you. And and he designed you that way so that he can get you in the place that he wants you to be for his glory. And you are giving him all the praise. And, and you're not at all saying, well, I did this or I had to do that. And you can just tell with the, just the smile in your face that, that you've got the joy of Christ in, in your life. So when you encounter other people, how do you bring God to them other than through your books? Do you automatically just like tell them about God or do you just talk to them about your books or how do you present the Lord to others? Well, you know, each person is different. And um, I find that when I talk to each person, I have to talk to them differently. You know, I try to... I deal with a lot of atheists and a lot of people that are practicing wicked things these days and stuff like that. And uh, I get a lot of people that kind of give me the cold shoulder, but there's some people that actually say, Hey, you know, I think there's something more to what you're saying. And, um, 
But I don't waste a lot of my time trying to talk to people who refuse to hear about God because there's other people right now that's starving for God. And that's the ones who I'm trying to reach to, especially the ones that just feel like they love God, but they're not good enough. Nothing they ever do is good enough. And those are the people that I'm trying to reach and tell them you are good enough. You are strong enough. You will make it. And you're going to get through this somehow, some way, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. So <laughs> that's absolutely true. So, you said you grew up in, in Jehovah Witness or whatever, but do you belong to church now or do you um, worship at home? How do you worship? Um, I was baptized into a church of Christ. And. Currently, I am without church, unfortunately. I uh, I went to a church here a few times that was a Baptist church, but I really I, I wasn't agreeing with everything. That's my problem is I, I don't always agree with, with preachers, so it kind of gets me in trouble with them. So a lot of times people don't like hearing what a lady has to say. But I won't be silent. So I'll, I'll write my books. And one of the things I was told that um, maybe I wasn't doing the right thing by God. And and I refuse to believe that. So I'm going to keep writing. And that's just the way it is because I'm stubborn. <laughs> well, you know, um, I was always told that's not my anointed. And so whoever God calls we don't know why they put them in certain positions or why they might be behaving the way they are. But sometimes it's not up to us. God's going to work it out and he's going to deal with them because the the worst thing that you can do is be a speaker of the word of God and lead the people in the wrong direction. He's going to deal diligently with those people. And um, some churches don't agree with women that minister. I'm a minister myself and, and I happen to belong to a church that welcomes that. And so it, it's a good thing that they just look at the people that are called by God. It's not up to them to who decides who is called by God. But if God has given you the word at that time, then it's for you to show yourself approved. And so you have to study and you have to show yourself approved. But when you talk about the things that you disagree with, do you mind getting into that and, and kind of like, let's talk about what you believe and what you feel is, is the right word. Because I mean, there's some people that don't go to church because of the way that they're made to feel at church. Well, and they I believe somehow. that you don't have to go to church to be saved. And that's one of the things I believe in. And a lot of churches disagree with me on that, but, uh, you know, that's just how, that's my own opinion and I won't be changed. Yeah. You know, yeah. because I believe the church is inside of here and we're the church. Absolutely. So that's what Absolutely. I believe. Yeah. And there was yeah. something else that I was going to tell you um, when I got pregnant with Kaylee, my first daughter. Uh, I was only in ninth grade and I dropped out. And, uh, you know, I really had a lot of low self-confidence. I had a lot of learning disabilities and everybody that I knew didn't think I would ever amount to anything. And so I showed them and I proved them wrong. So, you know, 
I just wanted to say to anybody, even if you've got learning disabilities, I have learning disabilities and I also have a compulsive disorder I've been diagnosed with. So, you know, everybody's different. You're not crazy. You know, you're just unique and in your own special way. And that's how God made you. And you can reach people, you know, on their level, you know, to tell them about Christ. So. You're absolutely right. I like the fact that you said you can reach people on their level and everybody isn't in the same position or isn't in the same um, growth or wisdom as others. And so, you know, we can't beat people up because they're not at that place. We've got to be patient and kind. And, right. and again, God will put you before those ones that you are able to lead. And so, you know, I haven't always agreed with organized religion. I never wanted to be a part of organized religion because I believe that worshiping the Lord is in your heart and that I agree with you that you don't have to go to church to be saved. But what I have learned about church, church is the body of Christ and it's a hospital for the sick and the people that go there need healed. The people that come need healed, but a lot of times it can turn into a social club and it can turn into a place where um, people think that they've got something that nobody else has or that nobody else can get. Well, it's for everybody, you know? And so if you ever go to any church that doesn't make you feel welcomed or doesn't bring you in with the love of God, then God is not in that place and you probably should not be there. But at the same yeah. time, sometimes God will put a light in a dark place to shed the light and to bring the word to light and to help people see their ways. Because he tells us all the time that until we turn from our evil ways, that, you know, he can't hear from us. So we have to come together. And when, and sometimes just be patient when he does send you to a place that may seem like it's a dry place, or it may seem like it's a place that, you know, the people are corrupt. He put you there for a reason. I worked at a place for a long time and I was just like, why am I here, God? And somebody told me the same thing. They were like, you know, sometimes he puts a light in the dark. And by the time I was, I left that place, it was different because I was able to bring a different environment to that place, you know? And so that's the same thing. God wouldn't bring you anywhere that he didn't want you to be And any, any position, any, anything is always an opportunity to make yourself better and to make others better. And so, you know, don't ever look at it like you're in disagreement with what they're doing. It's not that they're even doing it wrong. It's maybe that they just don't know better. You know, and sometimes people are so stuck in what they know or what they believe that it's hard because in Moses' days, they did one thing. But then in Daniel's day, it was they were doing something different. And so, you know, you just have to understand that there's a time and a season for everything. There's a different worship and there's a different prayer. And so when Jesus came, he came for the renewing. And so at that point, when he got here, it was because everything that happened before, that's not working anymore, you know? And so we have all these laws that we're supposed to follow. And he knew, God knew that we weren't going to be able to, but he loved us so much that he gave us another opportunity to be able to be saved by Jesus. And so that's grace. And that's what he's given to you. And just the fact that you share that with others and, and allow them to know what it is 
and what what Christ looks like. Because again, when people look at you, they probably think, oh, well, she's so beautiful. She's never had a care in the world. She probably doesn't go through anything. They don't, they got to read my story. Yeah. They got to read my story and then they'll know that I've been through a lot. I mean, at 15, 16, being a mama, and then I lost my daddy when I, well, I didn't, he didn't die, but I did lose him when I was 17. And uh, that's in my story and it tells what happened. And it was just, um, I had a hard life and I got married really young and we struggled financially and, you know, God just kept calling me and he would give me these spiritual experiences. And I would be like, holy cow, did that come from God? You know, and, and so it just dawned on me one day that I got to start following God. And that's what I did. So. Amen. Amen. So what advice would you give other people that may be stuck in a situation like right now they're stuck? They don't know what to do. They don't know which way to go. What what piece of advice would you give them right now? Don't give up. And, you know, even if you can't, if you don't know how you're going to pay your bills or if you don't know what's going to happen to the world or, you know, I know people are terrified right now. They're thinking uh, what's happening to our world. And I would say it's going to be okay. And just put your trust and your faith in Jesus and call out to him and he will save you. And I know that. So that's, that's pretty much what I have to say about that. (laughs) Can you, can you describe one of the encounters that you've had with Jesus? Can you share one of those encounters with us? Um, well, one of the encounters was, uh, it was very personal, but, um, I, I I was traveling through this tunnel and this happened around, uh, New Year's, um, I think around 2016 or 2017, it's wrote down in my book. Um, but, um, I came to these two doors and both of the doors were closed, but there was these one door had darkness and had claws that were trying to claw out and grab me. And then the other door that I seen was white started to open. And all of a sudden I shot through this white door and it was just like the brightest light I'd ever seen. And I went through this tunnel and, and then I, and then I came to this gathering place and Jesus was right there waiting on me. And I was just like, Jesus, is that you? And I put my hand on Jesus's face and I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And then I was like, well, wait a second, where is everybody? And I seen, I seen my daughters and they were flying around like they had little tiny wings. And I seen uh, one of my aunts there that uh, was still alive at the time. She died three months later after I had that dream. And uh, it was just such a powerful experience. And and that was just one of them that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, there was another experience when I was four years old. Um, I remembered being with God in heaven. 
And I used to dream of this place. And that's why I wrote to mommy and daddy because I dreamed that I lived in a house above them when they were little children and that I seen them as when they were children and um, I lived with God. And so I based that fantasy off of my dreams that I had as a child. And I remembered the Bible verse that I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. And so I thought, well, maybe this is what God wants me to do. So I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. So you said at 12 is when you met the pastor or the preacher that talked to you about Christ. But it seems like you've been on a spiritual journey for a very, very long time. Do you remember like your first? I didn't know who I was talking to at four. Um, I didn't know it was Jesus. <laughs> I didn't know who Jesus was. So I didn't know it was him. And I remembered being with him and we were just we were just together and. I was a little girl and I was dressed in white and he was dressed in white. I just thought he was, you know, my home where I was truly meant to be. Mm -hmm. I just thought mm -hmm. he was God, my father. But I didn't know anything about Jesus. Yeah, so, I understand. Uh, I understand. A lot of times people don't understand. Um, the triune God. They don't understand God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and how it all works together, how he all works together as one. And so sometimes it's hard to share that with other people and to share those experiences because I've encountered a lot of people that will say how much they love the Lord. And then two seconds later, they're freaking out about something that's happened. And, and it just yeah. astonishes me because I'm like, well, what God are you serving? Because if you know the God that I know, he can do all things. And, and I believe that he's powerful and he's almighty. And so, you know, I think sometimes it's scary to others. And, and they think that God sometimes is this this person that is just gonna hit you if you don't like he's the boogeyman or something if you don't yeah. follow these rules you're gonna be in trouble but the rules are in place my husband always tells our children the rules are in place for you to have success and so if you're obedient he gives us parents for this reason it teaches us it says teach the children in the way they should grow and when they're old they won't depart from it and so we have parents so we can understand what that obedience looks like and it's, it never fails. Whenever my children have done something and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you've done that. It stops me in my tracks and it reminds mm -hmm. me of how disobedient we are to Christ as a people, yeah. you know, as a nation under Christ, we are disobedient people. And so, you know, I have to humble myself and be like, wow, God, thank you for children because I couldn't imagine He's got the whole world in his hands. Just imagine the things that he has to deal with. But he loves us anyway, he forgives us anyways, and he gives us new mercies every day. And so, you know, just being able to be reminded of how good he is and testifying to that and letting people know that he's not scary and he doesn't punish you. But if you are a parent and you have certain rules for your children and they disobey those rules, there's some things that there's consequences sometimes for those rules. Then they might lose a, a cell phone or they might lose privileges to go out. But in our household, that never holds weight very long. <laughs> you know, we might it might be something that happened. It's like, OK, you're in trouble. But 
they know that that's not going to last. And that's the thing I think about God, that he loves us so much that there's so many things that we could be facing, but we have an intercessor that, that steps in for us. And it says, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to take the heat for them this time. I want you to give them a pass. And so that that's just a yeah, beautiful I'm, I'm a little different with my kids. I kind of give them free will to choose right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And then when they tee off, you know, then I get them. <laughs> but yeah. rather than that, I, I let them have the free will to choose. And I'm just a different kind of mom. I really, I really don't even, you know, spank them or anything like that. I just talk to them, mm -hmm. you know, because I find that that's works a lot better than oh, anything else. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I understand what you're saying. When I say that, it's the same thing. We know right from wrong and our children know that. But if you do something that's not right, I've told them their whole life, you've got consequences. And that's just the bottom line. You know the right thing yeah. to do. And if you choose not to do the right thing, there's going to be consequences for it. Because if you don't learn that in home and you go out, society is going to hurt you. You know, society doesn't love oh, yeah. you. Society to tear you apart. And so if you don't understand discipline and, and self-discipline within yourself, you can't just do anything and think that it's okay. And you can't be talked right. into things. You've got to have a discerning mind to know what you're encountering and what you're up against, or you can be in a world of trouble. Right. I agree. Yeah. But I believe that God gives you grace through so many things. Absolutely. I really do, because there's been times in my life that I was really a heathen, and God just kept calling me and calling me, and he loved me, even when I was a heathen. So, you know, we got a good, good God. So I will Absolutely. say that. Absolutely. And that's I the love the Lord. <laughs> when people don't understand that, when they don't understand that, I've heard so many people say, well, I'm probably going to go to hell. And I'm like, why would you even <laughs> let that come out of your mouth? Because God sent his son here because that's how much he loves you. He doesn't want you to go to hell. And he's I, I feel like in my heart, he keeps rewriting the script like, OK, if I'm going to give you one more chance. OK, I'm going to, you know, he's yeah. going to do whatever it takes to make you come back home at some point. He's going to get you back in his bosom. And so, you know, I just stay prayerful and hope for the, hopeful that people will understand before it's too late. I always say, you know, come freely now because one day you're going to come begging. It's going to be a day that you're going to beg for forgiveness when you can ask for that yeah. forgiveness and get it freely. And he come wants you to you have are. it. Come as you are, no matter Absolutely. what, no matter what you're doing, come to Jesus now. The time yeah. is now. It's now. You you can't. There's nothing to wait on. People usually think, well, when I get right, when I stop doing this, no, you can't do it on your own. You need the love of Christ. You need his help to guide you in that step. And that's what he wants to do. You know, he wants you to come and lay those burdens down and he'll give you rest. And so, you know, continue to promote that. Continue to help people know what he done for you. Because, again, like I said, people can look at you and think whatever they want to think. But I can guarantee you they wouldn't think that you've been through anything just by looking at you. And then uh -huh. they go, oh, well, you don't know my story. You haven't had a hard life like I've had. And then you say, well, let me tell you, you don't even know the half of what 
what I've been through, you know, and that right there, I think your testimony empowers other people because it's not for you. It's for other people to see the grace and the goodness of God. Oh, my my story is horrifying, I think, but <laughs> but and I couldn't really end it at the time with a good ending. But really, the good ending is that I started writing Christian books after that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know why I was writing a bio. And every day that I would write that biography, the devil would be pushing the number one and I would be pushing the delete button. And it was like that every day. And it was it was a nightmare. And I would fight and fight and fight. And I would just plead the blood of Jesus over my computer. And I'd be like, I rebuke you, demon, in the name of Jesus. Let me type this. But uh, that's what happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. When, when God has a plan for life, the enemy gets very busy. He wants to come and try to take away. But, you know, I've learned he's he, he can't hurt you. We have all power and authority over him. And once we learn that, learn not to fear, learn not to worry and just trust in the Lord Almighty. He'll make a way. It's so funny because tonight when, when earlier today, I was just trying to get some stuff set up. And when you popped in, I was like, did I miss something? Did I get the times wrong? And I'm just like, that, it was just the excitement that you have to want to talk about the Lord, that you want to make sure that things are right. And right before we were about to go on, my computer shut off. And I was like, You've got to be kidding me right now. What is going on? Well, it had come unplugged. And I'm like, well, thank you, God. We just got to plug back in. So I plugged back in. And then I walked away to let it come back up because I was like, I'm not going to stress out. I'm not going to because there was a time that I would have just like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. But you know what? It's going to all work out. And look, we're here. We're, we're almost through the segment and everything has worked smoothly. And so it's meant for this message to be out there. It's meant for you to be able to talk to people and to reach them because I'm in Indiana. And so, you know, now Not people in Indiana, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now people in Indiana understand and can be connected. And I believe the church that I belong to, is it's a connectional church. And so it's connected all over the world. And that's the one thing that I like about the environment. And, and it's the fact that no matter where you go in the world, you have a connection. And so I think that with everything that's going on and how churches have shut down and our way of communication is online, I think that's where the connectional part of it comes in, because if it had not been for this, I may have never met you. And so that is the Holy Spirit just moving, bringing his body closer together. And so I'm just overjoyed that you responded when I reached out to you because I just it was something in my spirit that I just felt that she needs to talk to the world and tell her story and and somebody needs to hear what she has to say. And so you really blessed me with your love of Christ, because I promise sometimes I just feel like I love him more than anybody. He's my father and I love him. And when people don't act right, it makes me mad, but I can't beat people up for not feeling the way that I feel. But once they get that Jesus joy in them, they understand what that feeling is like. And so, you know, sometimes he, again, like you said, we have to meet people where they're at. And so some people that I can engage with, may not get it, but now that they've heard your story and they've listened to you in the way that you've put things, maybe that might bring them a little bit closer. You know what I'm saying? And so in the same way, there there's somebody out there 
that can be used by God. Everybody can be used by him. Even atheists, the ones that, that don't believe in God, they believe in God or they wouldn't say they don't believe in him. You, you can't, this cup exists that I'm holding in my hand because it's in my hand and I'm holding it. I can't look at this cup and say it's not there because it is. <laughs> and so when we know the power of the Lord and we know his presence, I can guarantee you a lot of times when people say they don't believe in something, when something happens, Jesus is who they call on. <laughs> and so you just keep pouring into those people and keep on you know, strengthening them and letting them know and smile and and show the grace that God gives, because I can tell that you don't walk away from anybody and leave them with a bad taste in their mouth. I just I just feel that from you. Well, thank you so much for uh, inviting me onto your show and letting me share my story and. Uh, I do want to remind the ladies that I came out with a new book called Women Are Warriors, and that's just to empower women all over the world to say, we are women, hear us roar. Mm. Okay. What'd you say? Is that book out now, or have you already written yes. that book? It's available? Uh, it's already out. It's okay. already out. And so, again, can you go over some of the titles that you have again, just so people can know? You've got a lot of great, interesting titles. So can you share those again before we get off? Uh, can you keep a secret, which is my bio? I'll show it to you. Can you keep yeah. a secret? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful artwork. All right. And then... This is Faith in Tomorrow Revised. Wow. It's got my name on somewhere. Oh. Okay. Also have Happy Life online. There's I don't have all my copies of my books. Uh, this is To Mommy and Daddy, and that was the one that was based on my dreams and imagination. Okay. And that was the one that was based on the scripture that I knew you before uh, I formed you in your mother's womb. Everlasting joy, which is kind of like it's, meta, it's like a metaphor. Everlasting joy has to find true happiness. But she lives in the town of emptiness. So that's that story. And that's a fantasy. Okay. A path to forgiveness. Yes. And, and uh, that's a dollar ninety-nine online. But I also have a revised copy with my painting on it that I think is six ninety-nine. Most of my books, I think the highest price books like eleven ninety-nine, and that's a journal. Mm -hmm. um, the journals are real thick, and you've got to mail them off. Then I showed yeah. you my book on heaven. I experience it's just a taste of what I experienced. So if you really want to hear about what I experienced in heaven, you have to read Can You Keep a Secret? So read Can um, You Keep a Secret first. Um it would probably be best unless I don't know. It's really whatever God leads you to read, because if you read Can You Keep a Secret, you might not like me no more. I don't know. <laughs> But it, God, you know, God likes me. So there you go. And then 
that's just an example of one of the journals that you can order online. And there's all different kinds of journals. Um, one has Matthew 7, 7, uh, ask and it will be given, uh, not seek and you shall find and knock and the door shall be opened. So um, each, each one's different. I just came up with little cute ideas, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Well, thank you I for sharing the story. Um, your books are really affordable and there's a lot of people that love to read books. And I know that there's this group on Facebook and they do gifting. And so they they um, will send gifts to people and sometimes they'll do it anonymous, anonymously. And so I think that that would be something good. I might be able to share that with those ladies as well and let them know because it's a lot of faith-based people that are in that group and they love to read. And so I think that I would like to introduce them and let them know about your books. And so that way you could give somebody some books like that because it's very inspirational. Remember, and they're swearing. They're swearing in Can You Keep a Secret? I apologize. I had a mouth well, you like know a savior in my mind. <laughs> you don't have but to I apologize for what... Your, your story is your story. You don't have to apologize for that because in the end, God brought you out of it. And he's the one that created that story for you to begin with. He's yeah. the author and finisher of everything. And so you don't ever have to apologize for your mm -hmm. gifts because he will always make room for you. And if someone doesn't get it, then they don't understand your testimony because your testimony is your testimony. You can't you can't yeah. take out pieces of it. You can't you can choose how you want it to be. All you can do is be thankful. The outcome is not like the beginning. So we bless you for that. And we thank you. And um, if you would do me a favor and type in the comments your Amazon link so that way I can put it up on the screen and then I'll share that for you as well. All right, I'm trying. Okay. Yep, just go ahead and take your time. And while she's doing that, thank you all for watching this. And if you didn't get the live play, you can always re-watch it again on Facebook, YouTube, and the website, yourfullmindlife.com. Um, everybody has a story. We've all been through things. And if we haven't been through things, believe we're going to go through something. You know, God didn't put us on this earth just to be here. He put us on this earth because he has a purpose and a plan for our lives. And so if we listen and we're obedient and we're led in the right direction and we encounter the right people that will help us to understand who Christ is. A ask questions. Find out more. Seek him. Seek him early and seek him often. And if you if you need help learning more about who Christ is, find someone that you maybe can trust or somebody that you can talk to or reach out to April. Reach out to myself and say, hey, can you help me? And and nobody has to know what you're going through if you go to someone in secret that you feel comfortable with talking to. And right now, we all need a friend. We all need somebody that can encourage us and uplift us. So continue to seek God. Continue to be a friend. Continue to show grace and the love of him as, at all times. Um, we will be back later on tonight at 8 p.m. with Sue Arrington, who is our state representative. She'll be talking about the importance of voting. And we're going to ask her some questions and see why it's important for us to vote. So we'll look forward to seeing you back tonight at 8 p.m. And remember, you were designed for a purpose and you have a blessed day until we see you again. Thanks.